Hello and welcome to the Hoosey Podcast with me, Phil. Some of us rewatch Doctor Who serials in their entirety, as a particular story can sometimes remind us of a particular point in our lives. But more often than not, it's a certain episode within that story that can trigger those memories, be they happy or sad, good or bad. So in this occasional series of audio commentaries, I invite a special guest to select a single episode of a Doctor Who story and come and chat their way through their episode of choice and the memories that it evokes. My guest this episode is uh, an old friend of the show, actually, and a very, very welcome back, actually. It's Bob Fleming from the Prog to Who podcast. Bob, welcome back, sir. Thanks, Phil. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not bad, not bad. So it's been a it's been a while since you've uh, yeah. last been with us, um, and you're you're back in in the main hosting duties again on Prog to Who. Um, yeah, it's back. Um, yeah, Mark is is um, sort of um, well, yeah, knocked it on the head, and I've taken it on like full time, and it's cool. Yeah, good good set of good set of lads. I think I think basically Mark, I think he looked at the rest of the stories that were left in yeah all the time that he's got going on. Um, and his priorities of time, um, and just thought he's you know he's he's I mean he's he's done it for full, well, pretty much full time apart from a short break with me doing it for six and a half years. It's a long time, you know. I've been there a couple of times, obviously, and left and come back and come all back that again, but, yeah, yeah. But I really I really enjoyed my last standing stint. Um, so when Mark was you know saying about going, I was like, well, I'll just take it on. You know, yeah. I, I'd hate to say I love because I love it. It's six and a half years of you know, being involved in it. And I, I love that podcast. And, you know, I couldn't, I just, yeah, it just, I, I don't think it was ready for, for going. Um, so it's hopefully going to be staying around for a little longer. And it's, yeah, yeah, hopefully people, it's a bit different with me, but, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully people will still enjoy it. You know, we love doing it and it's just having a laugh with your mates and that's all it has been. And all, you know, hopefully all it ever will be really. Yeah, I was say Mark and and yourself have got very sort of different hosting styles, haven't you? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you are you you build this as a, as a different season. What are we up to now? Season. This is well, we had four season, now, is it? We had se- season one for five and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then I took over briefly while Mark had a break, and that was season two because it was going to be different. So hmm. it's kind of making a point of saying whatever. Then season three was Mark coming back briefly. And now yeah. season four is is the, you know, the, whatever Pug 2 is going to be for however many episodes. And then if we want to change it a little bit, it's good to just do it for no reason. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's no reason behind it. But I think it just sort of says this is a change and you can maybe jump on board here yeah. and it's different kind of thing. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. I hope it, I hope that, you know, I think that's... Um... Uh, maybe a, a tad more successful than I uh, say sort of like when they kind of rebooted Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker they said that would be a, a jumping on point for people and it, I don't think it, I don't know if it works or, or works out or not really but, but they seem to say that every time don't they there's a new show run a new Doctor they just say okay this would be a perfect jumping on point for fans who or people who never watched the show before oh yeah uh, yeah but then give it a couple of episodes and it's stepping right back into Doctor <laughs> Who history and canon again <laughs> Well, a word I hate to use anyway. I'll be honest, there'd be, there's absolutely no canon uh, whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, hey, there we go, there we go. So you're not feeling the weight of responsibility on your shoulders. That's the way you think. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love the. I mean, what I do love about doing any podcast to do is I love the daft, but I kind of like to write the daft a little bit. So it's yeah. a, it's a really lovely creative process for me. I enjoy 
I do enjoy the hosting, but I enjoy the writing and I enjoy the producing and editing part of it more than I do anything else because that's the really creative part. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I do love... I mean, it's what I love is, like I said, a group of people I get on with mm. who have diverse opinions as well, and we have a laugh and we've, we're mates. Hence, I love doing a podcast for you and, you know, all the other people that I've met and been lucky enough to meet through doing these podcasts. Yeah, I say, I think it, it does sort of open up sort of like a it's a wider circle of friends really that I think doing yeah. sort of, it certainly has for for me uh, definitely I've met some you know absolutely you know amazing people through podcasting but uh, no I, I I agree with you I, I love uh, a lot of people don't enjoy the editing so they just sort of literally just put out what they've just recorded um, <laughs> you know but uh, no no I, I I like putting it putting a, a show together actually mm. putting all the little sort of musical cues or stings or the only out, and the and the, the work, you know. only you will ever notice it, Phil, as well, because I, I, I got the lads like, "Did you hear that bit?" In? And I, I went, mm, "Not really." Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I know it's there and it sounds cool. So yeah, that's it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So Bob, you are here uh, because I've invited you on to um, well ask you to select your an episode of Doctor Who uh, that sort of brings back sort of special uh, memories for you. Yes. Okay. So. Um, would you like to tell the waiting world what you have selected for our delectation today? Well, this is literally one of my, my in fact, my most uh, traumatic childhood memory, uh, which is why it sticks in my memory. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and I was okay. brought up in a children's home, which was a charity for Jimmy Savile. So it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. There's the bar. There's the bar. Bar, just bring it down. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So basically, um, I was into Doctor Who. So this is Time of the Rani, episode one. Yeah. Uh, the first episode of Sylvester McCoy. Now, I was nine, nine, maybe just ten at the time. So a yeah. little Bob. Um, and I was very much into Doctor Who, um, but it was more so sort of like my cousin, Stephen, was older than me. He loved Doctor Who, and he had some on video from taping off the telly and all this kind of stuff. Right. So I okay. kind of, you know, I, was, I just loved Doctor Who, and I loved... Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Time Bandits and all this awesome, you know, really creative, fun, mind-bending stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I did watch Doctor Who, I don't, but I don't remember much about it. But I remember this, and I was... My my Auntie Margaret, so my mum took us to my Auntie Margaret's house, mm. and we were there. They were, they were nattering like they do. And I knew that Colin Baker was going to regenerate into Sylvester McCoy. Right. So they're nattering, they're nattering, the time's getting nearer. And I'm like, come on, mum, mum, please, but Doctor Who started, it's a regeneration. She didn't, she didn't care, obviously, and didn't, <laughs> didn't even know what I was talking about. So I missed the beginning and I missed the regeneration oh, right. uh, of Colin Baker into Sylvester McCoy. Now, I, when I say it traumatised me, it genuinely did. You know, when this came out on video, I couldn't wait to get it ran to the shop just for that regeneration scene which i missed when i was a kid wow and we'll go from there phil we'll go from there <laughs> yes let's let's do it <laughs> so, right yes. okay so we, we bob and i have got our uh, episode one queued up and ready to go so if you're going to join with us along uh, with us at home folks we're going to be pressing play in five four three two one and play so here we go. So this is this is little Bob running home. <laughs> Possibly at this point, I might not have been because it was only five minutes away. 
Well, this this but, is weird because this is like a, a pre-credits um, intro, which we yeah. haven't had for quite some time, actually, Doctor Who. So, or, or for a while again. So yeah. it's, uh, it's exciting stuff. I mean, these effects as well, second to none. Wow. And so in my head, this was a lot, probably a lot better, this whole regeneration scene and pre-credits than it actually is. But then, Rani, what? Yeah. You now, had you, had you uh, sort of had... Um, so much experience with the Rani previously with Colin Baker at all. I was I was definitely aware of the Rani. Yeah. Um and this so I missed I, all this bit. I was gonna say, Bob, how disappointed were you when you thought it wasn't actually <laughs> Colin Baker regenerating at this uh, point? It, it, even as a quite a young man, I think this came out and I was very bleary eyed <laughs> at the time of loving all Doc Two. Yeah, that was shit, wasn't it? Sylvester McCoy in a wig <laughs> being rolled over by a tet trap. Now, this title sequence I think I managed to catch this title sequence. Oh right! This is, so okay. this is when I, this is when I got home, and I I mean in the late eighties, I mean I, like I say I was about, about I mean, younger, seven or eight or whatever years yeah. old. This was absolutely amazing. But we did play on sort of your daily Thompson's decathlon and Chucky yeah. Egg on a Amstrad Commodore CP64. So that was that was like the ultimate in graphics. Whereas this title this title sequence is incredible. And I love the music as well. Do you, do you know what? I've never got on with this title sequence at all. Yeah. I, I, I at the time I, I wasn't Even really at the watching time. Doctor. Yeah, at the time I didn't like it at all because I, I I just grew up on the on the Tom Baker slit scan titles, which I didn't think. Even now, I don't really think it could be be improved upon. Yeah. So um, that's the R ones. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing, isn't it? it it's whatever you saw first. That's yeah. your that's your Doctor, your titles, whatever, really. And it's very eighties. Rani, amazing, just love it, and I love, I love, um, I just love, I love this whole thing when it comes down, and the signs not come up yet for when they're putting these bodies. Oh, there we yes. go. <laughs> Think of the best, like whatever you can. Oh God, I like the uh, the Lamal haircuts on the Lucretia. <laughs> Lightstone. Oh, it actually came as Linestein, didn't it? <laughs> but it's so it's so eighties. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's uh, but it's, yeah. But the thing is, when I was a kid, this was just still the best thing ever. You know, it was it was amazing. And with Donald Pickering there, who's been in Doctor Who previously, yes, um, faceless ones, been? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and also, uh, oh, Keys of Marinus as well. He was in that, so he goes back a long way. I don't think he wore this prosthetic though in anything else he's done, has he? No, no. I think he, he was himself in everything. He never. I don't think he ever came in any makeup like like that. But uh, let's say very eighties. Very. But this set is a. It's it's kind of quite dark, isn't it? This lower level kind of. But it does look a bit shit. This set doesn't it? It does look cheap. <laughs> you know the walls when you look at it now. You know, and there he is, Sylvester McCoy, fresh from his wig, wig off. Wig off. <laughs> Laying out. They must have done some um, alterations to Colin Baker's costume. That's for that, sure. Yeah, because Colin was a, he was a big lad at the time, wasn't he? Huge. Um, but yeah, and this is like, so this is your first seeing the doc, the new Doctor. And I think, well, I mean, at the time, this was massively scrutinised, wasn't it? Here he is. Here we go. First proper scene. No, you're right. This what this was scrutinised, um, and I think this is where 
you you get that particularly um, sort of snidey clip of Chris Chibnall, or was it on Open Air, or if it was, but it was haranguing Pippin oh. Jane Baker who wrote this. Yes, um, at the time, yeah. Um, I, I Chris, feel sorry, Chris I, Chibnall, eh? Chris Chibnall. Chris what does Chibnall. he? Where no. happened to him, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. I I feel sorry for Pippin Jane Baker because they they were all often parachuted in at very short notice to get them out of the shit, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're never given a lot of time. And maybe some of the sci-fi ideas weren't that great. I mean, I think later on, not not in this episode, but I think you're later on you get the uh, the megabyte modem line, that, which I think even then was scoffed at. But, um, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel sorry for him, in a way. I, I, I don't... Um, I think I think with Pippin Jane Baker that some of the ideas are good. It's kind of the execution. Yeah. Uh, and maybe the fact that this is four parts is far too long. It um, is. Oh, it is. Yeah, definitely. You definitely. know, but but I think if this maybe would have been a three-parter, it might have been pretty good. But I do remember the Tetraps or T-Traps or whatever yeah. they're called. And Sylvester McCoy, like, I think he was down, down to play it as a clown. You know, because this wasn't really written under the... Cartmel master plan was it? No. So there was there was this mystery, you know, darkness mystery kind of idea, which for me is brilliant, and I love that. Um, well, yeah, they wanted him to do the pratfalls and here yes. we go now, sort of play the spoons and yeah, yeah, and that and that's what he was, yeah, brought on to do initially. And then, thank God, Cartmel Cartmel came in and went right. Let's let's do something a lot more adult. Exactly. Now, had you had any sort of previous experience of watching Sylvester McCoy in anything no. prior to this? I mean, this, this, here we are, Phil. No, I didn't actually, to be fair. I, I, I didn't know who he was. Uh, and obviously, we didn't have the internet then, did we? So you couldn't find out. Now, I thought this glitter glitter shot, <laughs> sounds rude, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, was, was amazing. And like I said, the Tetraps, at the time, I thought they were great. And I love the, so the Lacertians going in the TARDIS, and I love the sort of reptilian movements they're doing. It's like he's thought it through as well. This yeah, guy here is a good actor. They're supposed to be sort of lizard-like, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. And he was doing them sort of ma- manoeuvres there. So that's let's make sure we don't get confused later. Because so that's Bonnie Langford, not not um, <laughs> the Rally dressed up. No, which not you Kate O'Mara is the right. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't tell. Oh, but even dear. that, even them running the location running as that sort of reptile kind of run. It's I, yeah. I've never, I've never noticed that before. That was that's quite a nice little. No, I don't. I mean, years ago on this on this podcast, we did a, an audio commentary for this uh, this this story, um, and needs to say we had a lot of fun watching it, a lot of fun re- recording it. We, um, we didn't take it at all seriously. We, never, we didn't have a lot of nice to say <laughs> about it. If I'm honest with you, but um, but no. And, and, Watching it now, you can see that they're putting some effort in to try and do something different, yeah. aren't they? With the you know with the movements and everything. Bonnie Langford laying it down, bless her. She's, I mean, to be fair to Bonnie Langford, she was given she she was told to play her pantomime self. Yeah, because I don't know if you've heard any of the big finish stuff that that she's done. She's great. See, I, I think this is quite a good effect. I mean, this to me again, it blew my mind. It's brilliant. I mean, like the, that, the, the way they time they timed the explosions with the the ball hit it. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. So so far, I felt there's some good stuff in this, but I am pleased we didn't have to watch four parts for a review. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> he's a really good actor. I don't know who he is. That guy there. Um, it's Mark he's Green, Mark Greenstreet. Um, who is the 
well, it was, I say, the great nephew of, of Sydney Green Street, of the Maltese Falcon fame. Oh. That and then, skeleton, with the tail yeah. and all that as well. And, with, and, the, and the bone structure on the yeah. head as well. It's, yeah, it's... Um, it's like they've thought it through. I know. The thing there is, it's only watching it now that I've noticed that, but... And they, they, so there's Katamara's gangster watch. <laughs> you see people... Si- that's you see- serious bling, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you see people watching like that. <laughs> Sylvester McCoy, bless him. And it, and also, uh, this is the thing as well with that Colin Baker costume. It did Colin Baker no favours whatsoever. No. Uh, and, and to introduce the Doctor in it, because normally they get, if you think about all the other Doctors, they've had quite a, not sombre, but anyway, in com- comparison to this, a quite, you know, darker palette of c- costume. Mm. Uh, and they kind of look, it kind of looks cool, the next Doctor wearing the previous Doctor's clothes. Um, you know, until they get their own. Whereas yeah. you're never going to look cool in this, in that no, costume. No, unfortunately as well. not. No. And I think he wears it. He does wear it for at least two or three episodes of this, from what I remember. Anyway, he's in it for quite a long time, or it feels like it feels quite a long like time. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought he got changed in this episode, actually, but we'll soon I find out. Wrong. I must admit, it's been a while since I watched this. To be honest, it's not so. one I run back to, Phil. No. I don't say. I remember Sylvester McCoy from three other series he was in um vision on which was ah. with, with, with tony hart was the precursor to take heart yeah um he never spoke in that as far as i can remember he was in tis was as well as Sylvester mccoy and then um he appeared in jigsaws one of the omen with david rapaport the the dwarf actor who's in time bandits as you mentioned earlier all oh, of time bandits it's great so um that's what i that's what no but again i just knew it as clowning about not as an actor that's and this, thing. and this is, you know, this is what he's doing here. But like I yeah. say, he was. That's what he was known for, wasn't it? So it was. Yeah, they're going to make him play on what they perceive his strengths to be. And, and, you know, I mean, if Sylvester McCoy had been like this as a doctor, he would definitely not be my favourite doctor. That's for sure. No, um, no. There's only so long you can keep this up for, isn't there? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And Kate O'Mara's. I just. She's I, just I love great. her Bonnie Langford impression. <laughs> it's just that squeaky voice. That oh, cutesy, exactly. squeaky voice she does. But, I mean, pantomime villain, th- th- there's not many people that can do the camp pantomime villain, but she can definitely do this with the Rani. Oh, God, like, yeah. Like, Anthony only could do it with his master and, you know, there's not many people that can really nail that. So the thing is, I, I never thought they sort of did the Rani any sort of great service, really, because she wasn't another master at all. She didn't want... Um, Sort of world domination or anything. It was always very much like a scientific curiosity. Like I say, mad else. mad scientist, wasn't yeah. it? And kind of yeah. like a lack of um, ethic. Well, moral, basically. She, yeah. she didn't. She, she didn't care about experimenting on humans because they were little guinea pigs to her and stuff like that. Exactly. But yeah, that's, so that's she, what I liked her character. But it, very interesting. And like I say, to get Kitamaru as an actress was a, was incredible. At that time, was she actually doing? Done Dynasty. I think she. I think she had done she it. Done it. Oh, I, I think she'd done it. Yeah. Because this is what eighty seven, isn't it? Well, it'd be filmed in eighty six, I presume, or something yeah. like that, on it. Well, she's certainly then... done Triangle by that point, which is probably got as one of the worst TV shows <laughs> ever. <laughs> I don't think I'm being blessed with watching that film. Oh, don't. It's um, they're trying to make the the, the uh, basically it's like the the zebra to whole ferry, glamorous and exciting. So. Amazing. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. Especially because when he calms down, like here, 
this is the glimmer you're saying of you know what you can be as a doctor. Yeah. I also love the fact. Don't know if you had this in CDT when you were younger. Did you do CT like craft design technology yeah, kind yeah. of thing? Uh, so they have the when you melted plastic and made moulds out of plastic, that sort of see-through plastic perspex kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Do you remember sort of doing that? That's what that circuit board in the triangle thing looked like to me that we saw just then. It did actually, yeah. And, and also there's a reptilian dragging Bonnie Lanford around with a lead, just saying, kinky. <laughs> Very. I've kind of really grown to Mel. I think she was, well, she was definitely... Chucked a bit of a bum deal, but yeah, I must admit, I, I didn't watch a lot of Doctor Who at this point. Um, but the thing oh. was, I'd since watching Bonnie Langford isn't as bad no. as people made out at all, she, no. she really isn't. Um, it's the screaming because, yeah, a lot of again, that's scream. what they asked her to do, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? you know, and she does have a terrific scream. Oh, god, yeah, but yeah, there's. She, I think they could have done a lot more with her as well because she wasn't. She's going to be like some awesome computer scientist from the future and all that as well. Yeah, which but, they never really sort no. of played up on, did they? I think they it's it, they do that a lot with 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 the companions. It's sort of they give them a hook and then promptly forget all about okay. it. It's sort of like with Perry was meant to be a, um, a sort Heretics. of trainee botanist. Uh, <laughs> <that's it. laughs> trainee botanist, yeah. Uh, that was quickly forgotten about. Um, Almost really the same with Sarah Jane Smith, journalist. That was quickly forgotten about. It, it was. Um, now you've got the same thing with Bonnie Langford as a computer programmer. Oh, bless. I love the eye thing, the the eye camera effect with the tet traps as well. You know, the whole multi the whole, kind the of... The three-eye thing, yeah. 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 It's a, that's, again, it's really creative thinking, isn't it, from the production from the production and director. I don't know who the director is on this, to be fair. I've, I've not looked. No, I haven't either. Actually, I'd sort of. Um, I, I, I've got to be honest. It, it's not a story I pay a particular <laughs> a lot of attention to. No. But... Oh, it's, oh here, here we go. Spoons. Spa- sparks. Should be there. Sparks. sparks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and he plays them. Of course, he does. Because that's what he does. he does. That's his. That's his trick, isn't it? Top yeah. of the list. Spoons. <laughs> I do. I do seem to remember him not wanting to do this. He wanted to sort of distance himself from that that aspect of his, you know, what he was known for. Mm. Um, but then J and T, being J and T, was like, no, you've got. To, we've got to have the spoons. Everything and was it, a gimmick with with J and T, wasn't it? It was. Uh, but he's still brilliant. Like you know, he got Doctor Who. He, I mean, he kept it alive for for a long time. And a man of a man of his sort of ferocity or whatever, he was a force, wasn't he? Oh god, um, yeah. And he really did leave Andrew Catmull to it. He just said pretty much whatever you want to do after this. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, he got all his writers in, Andrew Catmull, he got his sort of plans in place, the dark and whatever doctor. As long as JNT got his Ken Dodd or his Hale and Pace, you know, he wasn't bothered. Do you know what I mean? And no, exactly. Catmull didn't care who was playing these people, so No, precisely. This is thing, cool. The, 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 the thing is, though, Kendall was actually quite good in Dental and the Bannerman, to be honest. So. He was great. He was great. I tell you what, the music as well. I love this the synth music and the, like all this kind of did, 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 like kind of Mario kind of esque. Yeah, you see, I, bit I, computer. Yeah, because I, I grew up on Dudley Simpson, so I, I never very got different. on. Yeah, very different. I never really got on with, with this, um, with like the synthesizer score. 
to be oh, honest. I love it. And they've they brought it back elements of it quite a lot in the sort of Jodie Whittaker era with the new composer. I can't remember his name. Oh, Sigurd Canola. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. He's I do. an amazing I composer. Do. I think he's, he's very moody and atmospheric, I oh, find, he scores, actually. Yeah, and it's not ever overwhelming, but I just love the little synth. I do love the little synth. <laughs> Kit O'Mara as well just play this sort of, like, schoolgirl kind of squeaky voice. I think it's brilliant. And then when she when she comes through pissed off, it's great. Her face is, like, fuming. <laughs> that voice is, like, an upper whole octave. I oh, know. I think it's really. I, I think I do like it. I do like it actually. I think the first episode so far, Phil, it's definitely it, yeah, definitely it's, taking me back to being a little kid after getting over that regeneration bit and just. <laughs> and this bit here, when they go down to feed the the tet traps, like, and the blood is about to go down that that thick. The, the, the shoot, yeah. yeah. This is grim, man. This is really grim stuff. And that I think people tend to, tend to forget that it, it could be grim because in the eighties it was all sort of very sort of day glow and you got Kurt Morris big shoulder pads, but then you got stuff like this, <laughs> yeah, as well, you know, and lizards with Lamar hair. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, this is definitely. I mean, this is dark. I remember this as a, like strikingly as a as a kid. There we go. The poison. That, that again, that's quite cool. Disappearing blue juice in yeah, a water exactly. glass. Yeah. To make a point of this glass is going to be poisoned. There we go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swarted again. <laughs> oh. I don't yeah, I don't know. The thing is what when you when you've taken on the role and you've got this comedy thing and they're sort of pointing in that direction and because the thing is Sylvester McCoy can be not the best actor in the world but he also can be a brilliant actor sometimes he does he lets his weakness come through occasionally and I think you, yeah, get, you, get, you he, get a lot more of that in this than you do obviously later when he sort of gets the part really or nails the part for me yeah I think he, he has he doesn't I think he never has been quite able to nail the the anger side of things yeah too much he can do the sort of the quite introspective yeah he, yeah, he can do cool. the maybe um really sort of like sort of mystery stuff and that yeah like the the, the sinister side yeah. i think to the doctor he, he does quite well <laughs> i love it just when it slipped like the rani slips through into the character here we are the big lads are here <laughs> this effect here with whole the eyes like 360 eyes I mean, that must have been quite hard to do at this time with the technology oh, on cameras. Yeah. I think he, again, I think he's a great actor, this dude that's playing this, this Lacertian. And also, what a beautiful quarry. What a beautiful quarry. Yeah, um, we don't get enough quarries in Doctor Who now. I miss the quarries. And they did some really good ones with Sylvester McCoy with, with like some of the pink skies and, you know, changing the colour of the skies. It does make a big difference. It does. It does. Try and make it look a bit, a bit more alien than, yeah. as you say, just a quarry pit in Dorset somewhere. <laughs> you know? it, 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 they look really good. They do look really good when they sort of dress it up a bit like that. Oh. It must be the second episode, I reckon, Philly gets his new costume. It must be, because we're, we're quite near the end now, aren't we? Yeah. About enough, just about four minutes to that's, go. 
that skeleton, that location skeleton is cool. It is, actually. I even the walk that Kate O'Mara's doing his body language for do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> there you go, look. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that Kate O'Mara? I don't know who it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all confused. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, no, we are getting it now, Bob. Oh, we are. There's the trousers that took me years to find from a cosplay. <laughs> Napoleon. For some reason, I had him Hitler, which would not have been the same. <laughs> <laughs> I think they wouldn't even got away with it in the 1980s. But... <laughs> oh, he's got the, the headmaster hat from, uh, I think, is it Human Nature? Human Nature, yes. Cover of that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slipping through there. <laughs> oh, the, the, the usual the, harking the little, back the, the to... The callbacks. Yeah, yeah Tom callbacks. Baker. Always Tom Baker. Always the long scarf. Oh, Pertwee. We've got a Pertwee. Yeah. Them shoes, by the way, I got them shoes. They're oh, the spats, put a pair of spats. Oh, they're the most incredible looking shoes ever. He's got a Davidson as well. Three doctors harken back to. And a little, did you hear that little break? Oh, we get a, get a trouting. And here we are. I love this costume. I do love this costume. I do have this costume. Well, I have a cosplay of it. It's, um, it does, I know we still got the question mark motif on his jumper, but it does look less intrusive than the ones that Massively. Davidson and Baker had on their collars, really. It does. And I think when he gets the dark jacket um, yeah. a bit later on and, that, and the more paisley silk scarf, and he's back in the room and gets a slap. Gets a slap, yeah. Yeah, because he gets rid of that Scottish tartan scarf. Oh, he does actually, doesn't he? He gets the pairs. Oh, it's only because it's only because of cosplay, Phil. It was an absolute pain in the ass trying <laughs> to do a Sylvester McCoy one, and very expensive. What was the most <laughs> expensive part of your cosplay? Well, was, uh, if you, BBC official stuff's quite dear. It is for the yeah. scarves and the jumper and everything. Um, the trousers took me the longest to find, but they weren't, they weren't that expensive. I think they were import from the USA or something. Yeah. Fat, man, fat man pants, uh, <laughs> which suit me down to the ground. Tet trap. Oh. And also, the, she, the Rani, Kate Marashi goes down into this more subtle kind of level of stuff, more sinister, more get it done. I don't care. I'm not bothered about these people. Exactly. I. I would like to know how the title has got Tetrap vision at the beginning there, but... <laughs> oh, I love this as well. I'm pointing out that this is the evil person that looks the same as me. <laughs> the whole doppelganger conundrum. Here she goes. You can, you can feel it building up to something. Building up sure. to, the, to the end now, yeah. And it is quite, it's quite tense with the music and the, just the back oh. shots of the Tetrap, not seeing the full thing. And then, like you were saying before, is... we said before, this effect's great. Spinning and the music's getting tenser. Yeah. She's screaming really well. And you know that this that can blow up. Re really yeah. good, actually. And you, and you know this, this can blow up because you've just seen it blow up before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think... Oh, oh! There we go. <laughs> that was a, that was a really good cliffhanger. To be fair, wasn't it? It was actually. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it its due. There, it was a very good cliffhanger. To be I must, honest, I must admit, I don't really want to watch any more. Phil, that's definitely enough. <laughs> and it's given me fonder memories now of this. Of this. Um... Well, do you know what, Bob? Same here, mate. Because I, I'm very, very critical um, 
of, of that story. But to be honest, yeah. I, I, um, <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed that. To be honest, I really did. It was all right, that. wasn't it? I think it just, like yeah. I say, it just goes on and losing itself. And Sylvester McCoy ends up talking these daft, getting um, sayings wrong and all that, and it gets a bit daft yeah. and. And it's just far too long. I think if they'd have, like I said, made it a three-parter, it probably might have been all right. It's like, like as in it could be, you know, a decent uh, first, you know, Doctor story kind of thing. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that sort of um, happened a lot during McCoy's era. I thought once you had stories like this, probably could do with one less episode, but you had other stories that could have done with a bit more. Yeah. It didn't seem to get the balance quite. No, right and it's there. just, it's so. how the production put them out. Like, Ghost, like yeah. Andrew Morgan, I think he definitely did more in Sylvester McCoy's era, but I don't know what off the top of my head, director. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, no, like Ghost, like, that should have been four, maybe even five parts that could have taken that yeah. out until, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that is impenetrable sometimes. That way. Even now, I, I still don't fully understand I love it. it. <laughs> it's, one of them, it's one of the things I love TV where you go and you watch it and you're thinking, I know what's going on. Yeah, of course I know what's going on. No. Not at all. And, and, then, and then you have to review it and you don't have a clear... I mean, to be fair, Proctor, he reviewed Ghostlight um, and Craig being a, a sociologist uh, and whatever he does. And yeah. believe it or not, I'm really clever glad he comes across maybe like he isn't, but he, he really is. And it was he just it was a 20-minute sort of, you know, thesis on Ghostlight and it was incredible. But that's oh, what excellent. you... To take that away from a three-part Doctor Who story, you know, so much sort of your, your own take on it, it's brilliant. I think that's that's the thing about it. everyone walks away with their own thoughts, feelings, interpretations. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's why um, you know that's the reason why I start this little series of commentaries because it, people bringing their own their own thoughts and memories um, onto this, their own take on stuff as well. Sort of like you know an episode that um, I might be quite dismissive about, but for them it, it holds a special a special memory. So that that was one of the um, sort of. Broaden everyone's horizons. That was the that's one of the uh, one of the aims of this little series. Mine was always gonna, be, mine was always gonna be this because of this being my era of Doctor Who and the fact I missed the regeneration and the fact that that was the most, one of the most traumatic memories as a kid. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but that's how much I loved Doctor Who. The other one would have been Episode Four, Invasion of Time, the Tom Baker adventure. Right. And it's okay. Only because. I just remember it so vividly, the Sontarans coming in at the end of that episode. Mm. And I've never, the feeling, it was kind of like, it really freaked me out. And I don't think I was like particularly young, young. It was because it was this whole Time Lord, it's all right kind of thing. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting the Sontarans. And for some reason, it just really, I don't know. I mean, I don't even think it was high or anything. I think it was just totally normal. And it just really fucking sent me like, <laughs> oh, my God. And it, it, it's ridiculous thereafter. But that whole build-up and that whole flip and turn, which they used to do a lot with six-parters with Colin Berkey, kind of would have a four-parter than a two-part. You know, like like yeah. Seeds of Doom, where you've got the... Uh, the, the bit where they're the, in the Atlantic, then it goes to Chase Lodge. And they did that quite a lot with his six parties, apart from like Genesis of the Daleks, but it was something they did. Um, but yeah, I don't know why that freaked me out. But yeah, this this is definitely my, if I had to pick an episode of, of Doctor Who. Imagine though, Phil, if I hadn't actually seen that regeneration, I was still, I was 42 uh, and I'd still not seen it. And this was like, you know, basically bringing, going to bring me the joy of a child. Uh, and it was that. Um, it would have been very disappointing. You probably would have had tears on your podcast. To be honest as well. <laughs> that would be a first. That would be a first, mate. <laughs> but yeah, uh, wow, that was good. I really enjoyed no, that. Good. 
No, brilliant. Well, thanks a lot, Bob, for uh, for for joining us on this particular episode. That was that was a lot of fun, sort of chatting that uh, chatting through the last thirty minutes of uh, Doc Who with you. That was that was that was fantastic. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. So, before we wrap things up, um, would you like to tell everybody where they can find your fine podcast? Um, we well, got Proctor Who, um, which is the season four has just started. <laughs> if you want to jump on, so that's me hosting, and then there's. A guy called Craig, guy called John, guy called Sucky, and we've got a new guy on now called Cliff. Um, and it's just, well, it's just five mates having a daft laugh, playing music and sort of loving Doctor Who. Really, it's 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 nice. I would highly recommend it. It's funny, can be funny. Yes, yes I highly recommend it as well. I've also been lucky enough to, to guess on your on your podcast. You have. Pick pick a couple of tracks as well, so yeah. it's, uh, no, it's it's great fun to take part in and, and great fun to listen to as well. So I I urge you all to go and listen to it right now. Actually. That's me. That's me. Doctor, I'll do another one. I do a couple, but the other one I do is a, a track, a Star Trek podcast called Track This Out. Um, that has girls on it <gasps> and boys oh. at the same time on a, <laughs> on a on a science fiction podcast, which I love because that is really a great sort of. People with very different opinions on stuff, and, and we get yeah. on, we do get on really well, and it is it is funny and sometimes scary, but yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's great. That's cool because I love I love I love Star Trek as well. So um, yeah, that's my two my, my two main two main beasts, main and they can all be found on the Proctor Who feed. Is that correct? No, uh, so Trek this out has its own feed. Track oh, it's own feed now. Wow, excellent, cool. That's Turkey okay. Seats. I think that's what Sucky that's what Sucky and John do, which is in the Proctor Who feed. Proctor yes. Who feed. Yeah, uh, we've just started doing actually, Phil. Um, time we're doing bonus episodes on Proctor Who of Time Lord, the Time Lord Victoria Saga. Ah, now, okay. Now Sucky kept mentioning this uh, in the news section, to we all, to which we all started yawning. Um, because we did basically we didn't understand it and we were being dicks um so, <laughs> so but then actually i thought i'll do a bit of investigation into this and it's just a massive load of content of doctor who i mean people probably know what it is it's just i was like i think it was a diagram laid out for me and it right. went you've got three sections so part one you know section one section two and this is how the stories run they came out at different times and on different mediums and i was like well this is a brilliant idea so this is a whole saga of of a cartoon, um, a comic, and then an audio, and then an interactive experience. And it, although the the stories are individual, mm. they all follow this saga and theme. So we've embarked on that. So again, I apologise, Sucky, for this. Um, this whole <laughs> thing, and it's kind of like discovering a whole new, massive, long series of Doctor Who in different mediums, which I think is kind of fascinating. We've only just done the the first couple, which is um, Daleks, which is on the yeah. um, on YouTube, which is great. It's it's good. Um, and the comic, the Defender of the Daleks, we're just doing that. Uh, and again, that's great. And then you've got a lot of obviously big finish stuff coming up with with the people that play the master and the you know the people that play people, and it's all proper, yeah. you know. But don't you think they kept it really quiet, like as in? didn't really come out and sort of say look we've got this all this stuff isn't it great yeah this i find it very very weird at the moment with the with the uh, um the whole doctor who sort of i'll say merchandising but sort of the, the, the whole brand thing they, they appear to sort of fumbled the ball somewhat yeah they don't quite know how to sell it anymore for some reason and i know at the moment we haven't got a lot of content on the television so this is sort of kind of to keep the the interest there really gives some new content to keep people engaged with with with, um, with Doctor Who, but they don't seem to know how to sell it. So well, I think was, unless your no. your finger's on the pulse, I think it would it would just pass you by. And really. my finger is definitely on the pulse. Sucky's was 
because he, you know, was kept saying about it, but I didn't understand it. And it's because they didn't sort of come out saying, "This look at just even someone from the Doctor Who world. Because you've got David Tennant in it and people like that. They actually do appear in the audios yeah, saying, yeah. I'm doing this thing called Big Finish. And it's um, Time Love Victorious. And it's all about this whole thing. And, you know, people would have listened. It would have been promoted and that kind of thing. And they yeah. definitely missed a trick. Not just about selling units, but about introducing... These are all because the people, all these mediums as well, is it can you know, the audio can inspire people to write, a comic can inspire people to draw. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the audio can inspire people to produce, to make mm. things, yeah. And because they're all in different mediums, it's all Doctor Who, and we all, we all do love Doctor Who, you know, we might not love it all, but we have a passion for it. Yeah, it could have really been a brilliant tool, to, you know, to give people what Doctor Who has always given people. Um, so I'm really pleased we found it, but I can't sort of sing from the rooftops hardly enough. There is literally a picture guide for people like me um, to, <laughs> to understand how it works, and it's and it's really good. So I'm I'm really excited. That's what I'm really excited about is this new whole thing, whole door being open with Doctor Who. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. So um, I say, we, so you're going to go for it from from beginning to end on Proctor Who in story order yeah, story cause, order because okay. that's why I got confused it went release order this weird timeline thing obviously it's yeah. Doctor Who so that's fine and then it went actually no the stories because they've all come out now so all the stories they go in this order maybe if they'd brought it out like that as well I don't know people might have understood it better or whatever but <laughs> yeah so we're doing that as little bonus episodes and that's a cool that's a cool journey something a bit different I'm looking forward to as well Oh, excellent, excellent. So, uh, as I say, if if you're not familiar with with the uh, sort of what was it was it called again? Victorious? Time Lord, Time Lord Victorious. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so if you're not familiar with it either, folks, you can you can join and, and follow Bob at at, uh, at the Proctor Who pace. <laughs> yeah. Catching up with the story. There it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, we really are catching up on this one, Phil. But yeah. <laughs> Okay, Bob. Well, thanks very much for joining us again, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure having you back on the That's show, cool. and you're, you're welcome to come back on any time you like. You're really a star. Are. No, it's been a pleasure, Phil. Thank you very much indeed. Like I said, pleasure. I never use words like that. I'm not in Towie. Um, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed, now, Classman. Cheers, Phil. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you don't want to miss a show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and if you have time, leave us a quick review also. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts or Amazon Music and don't forget to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to leave us feedback, you can do this through Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and also through the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. You can find all of these links on our website who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk. Hmm.